regardless of the background you come from. Once you lose your identity, everything, everything changes. What up, y'all? Devin here. And it's free. Today is going to be all about Brianna LaShawn's story. I want to hear the nitty gritty of how you've managed to overcome so much. And you're, how old are you, Bree Bree? Like 26? 26. 26 years old, and you have, you're so mature and you're so wise. And guys, let me just make this known. I'm a solid 10 years older than Bree, and she has so much wisdom and so much knowledge to share the world. I just feel like we need to dig a little bit deeper into her story and let her tell us a snippet of it. We've, we've touched on it in other mm-hmm. podcasts, but let's get into the nitty gritty and then tell us what you've done to overcome so much. Okay, definitely. Where do you want to start? One of the biggest things that stood out with for me with you is that you have managed to overcome addiction and be inpatient multiple times. Mm, yeah. And you had this turnover events that happen over and over. And me coming from a family where there has been addiction and individuals mm-hmm. that have yet to come out of that place and some that have actually died, we can help a lot of people with your story and telling us what exactly what you've done to get there. Yeah. And that's something for me that it started at a young age. Obviously, it started for me. There's so many different forms of addiction that we don't bring enough awareness to. It always immediately goes to drug and alcohol, drugs and alcohol. But we fail to realize that another person being in another being in a relationship with another person is also a form of addiction. And people use it as a distraction from themselves or social media, just things to distract them from themselves. Ultimately, is a form of eating. Right. You know, and so for me, the more that I started to I I was at the point where I wanted to stop so bad, but I was still doing it. And I didn't know if I would ever get out of my addictions. I didn't sex, drugs. I, I didn't know if I would ever get out. I just knew that I really wanted to. And it was I would say that I'm going to stop this weekend and I wouldn't stop. Or I'm going to stop and this week I'm not going to drink, but I'd still drink that weekend. So I was also simultaneously, I had no confidence in myself to be able to do it because I wasn't doing it. And I ultimately identified as an alcoholic and I identified as an, like I identified as these things. And whenever you identify as something, we have the tendency to be true to who we say that we are. So if you say that you're depressed, you now have to act incongruent with what you say you are. Mm -hmm. And so for me, as I started to work on myself and love myself, it got to the point where I didn't want to sabotage the way that I felt about myself. So through meditation, working out, reading, learning about the power that I hold within and doing all of the things, it felt like a disservice to do that to myself, right. essentially. Right. I So something that I feel like I've learned over the past few years of my growth within my mindset and learning a little bit more of things that I feel like I never knew about, it's always been said, keep your mind not necessarily distracted, but busy mm-hmm. doing the things to keep your mind off. So a lot of people have essentially said that to me about mom. Well, just keep yourself busy and, and, and get your mind off of it. And essentially, that's actually not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to allow ourselves to feel the emotions, but also mm-hmm. not hold on to them for too long and live in that moment and then let that moment of emotions pass you by. Is that the same thing with with what you've been through? Like... Like, how did you manage that? I mean, because it's not like you could 
distract yourself and it's not that that's how we'd want to Mm -hmm. um, move forward to get past it. I think that's, I mean, it's a great question because it kind of does go into the same thing. You can be addicted to working. Right. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? There are people that are very successful and have all of the money, but they're absolutely miserable. Yeah. It's a form of addiction. Yeah. And so this is why we talk about meditation is a lot of people that dark side, quote unquote, of meditation where you sit down and you realize the shame that you feel, Mm -hmm. the guilt that you Mm -hmm. feel, all of the things that you've done to other people that could have been prevented and was actually your fault. But you've been blaming other people and you realize you got three fingers pointing back at you. A lot of people don't want to deal with that. And you mean to tell me you actually took accountability? Oh, absolutely. Mm. But I was also very miserable. And when I realized that I was the problem, I had the keys to my success. Mm -hmm. Because if it's me, that means I can change it. Right. And that to me meant everything to me. It meant everything to me. That's amazing. So before my mom passed, I read this book called The Obstacle is the Way. It was actually a book I was finishing up. Yeah. Such a blessing in disguise because the book straight up tells you, it's wild, it's wild. The book tells you you're going to have hard times in your life. Obstacles are going to come. Some are going to be worse than others. And you're going to have to learn to face them. Mm -hmm. And you can either take the path of hitting the obstacle directly in the face and Mm -hmm. facing it, or you take the path that most people and they don't deal with it. Yeah. So essentially it's like, I can relate to this in such a different way, but it's like you took your problem and you figured out what you needed to do to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And so tell me this, Bree, like, it's amazing to me that, for instance, okay, you've had an addiction to all of these things. Are you able to still drink alcohol or do Mm. any of these things and do it in a a different way and and not go back into a state of um, addiction? Yeah. So I can tell you in the past year, how many times I've drank on one hand, because I just, I don't really desire to do it as much, but obviously now when I do it, it's not to fill a void. Mm -hmm. Obviously before when I was doing it, I literally would do it to black out. I didn't want to feel anything. Mm. Now when I do it, I'm like most times, not really, but when I do it, I'm like, okay, that was kind of pointless really. But if I do it with the intention, like, let's just have fun. Let's just let loose, whatever. I literally the next day don't think about it at all versus before it was immediately. I don't want to feel what I'm feeling. Let's drink. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not doing it from the, yeah, I'm not doing it to fill a void. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing with my relationships with other people. I would be with another person to fill a, to void, fill a void and not, for the experience of being with the person or to grow with them or, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So do you feel like of all of the things that you've implemented, what's the one thing for people that are listening right now that you would say to start with? Cause sometimes all of these different things that you've added into your routine that we both do essentially together. And when mm-hmm. we're not working together, it's part of our daily routine, but it can also be a very daunting grouping of things to add on if you've never done any of them which of them do you feel like would be the most prominent to start with the first thing that comes to mind when you you speak is raising your level of awareness okay and and understanding who you are Mm -hmm. like know who you are understand who you are and read the books absolutely listen to the videos 
watch the and don't resist them because a lot of people they're not ready to take accountability. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say we're raising your level of awareness on the words you're speaking over your life, right? Over the power you hold within, and just understanding mind, body, spirit every day. I think, a, I, like, honestly, even a lot of the people, and I don't, I don't have any choice you make with your life. I really don't care what you do. But for me personally, I didn't agree with AA. I didn't agree with alcohol always being on the mind. I'm like, why are we always talking about alcohol? Right. Because you become what you think about. Right. Not to say people haven't been successful in those rooms, but... But where the, focus goes, energy flows. And, 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 and most of, yeah, yeah, and most of them were chain-smoking cigarettes outside right. of the dime. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it went from one addiction to, to another. another. Now, yep. it, So it never... It just didn't make sense to me. It didn't resonate with me. Again, like, if that has helped you, that's awesome. That's amazing. I love it. The, the, however you get sober... Awesome. It just what that wasn't for me. But this is also why I wanted us to to podcast about this. Mm-hmm. I wanted because I have had a lot of people that I know and love, both in my family and friends, that haven't been able to make it through the thick of an addiction, mm-hmm. and they go back to it, back to it, and then I meet you, and I actually didn't know about this with you when we first became accountability partners. Mm-hmm. I found this out almost like a midway through situation with us getting to know each other. And I find it so amazing that you've used the power of awareness and then you add in meditation and all the whole shebang, reading Mm -hmm. your books, everything that's helped you to your now. And there's no other vice. There's no other something that you're using to replace it. You've literally used your mind, Mm -hmm. awareness, awareness to get out of the thing. Literally because it's to the point where my awareness is so strong about myself. If I start to do those things, I have to ask myself, what am I not giving myself? Because those things were giving me something that I was not giving myself and it can't do it as good as I can do it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so with that, my awareness is so strong that there was a point where I was doing all the things I'm still doing all the things, but I'm talking about, I, it was really 75 hard that kicked it off. Like I did 75 hard one year. And then after then, if I start to crave like a a Reese's Mm -hmm. or if I like, if I really am craving chips, my body is telling me I need something. That's not me. There was a point where I would just go get the chips or just, but it's really trying to feed an emotion. You got to ask yourself, why do I desire this right now? Instead of like setting the intention and saying, I'm about to have fun and I'm about to do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Versus having the craving and just going after the craving. And maybe paying attention to your emotions and what you're doing at that moment when you're craving something that you, we all know, Mm -hmm. is not something we need to be feeding our body with. We've normalized neglecting ourselves entirely too much. And a lot of people still aren't aware to what extent they're neglecting themselves to the food that they eat to the stuff that they watch, to the people they surround themselves Everything with. Everything that's being consumed. Yeah. And I've said this before in many podcasts, you guys, I'm a big believer of leading by example. And while it's okay to, anything in moderation, for the most part, is okay. But if you fuel your body and think of foods as fuel for your body, and you think about meditation, and then adding in maybe a specific intermittent type of fasting to give your body some time to rejuvenate itself and allow your mind and body and spirit become one with where you are in life. Mm -hmm. And then you add in 
a whole lot of the other things that we offer within our coaching program. You guys will see so much success in your life. And let me, re- let me just add one more thing too. This isn't just surrounded by an addiction to drugs and alcohol and all of the other sorts, like what we were specifically speaking to with Bree. She said it at the beginning. It has everything, everything in our lives. There are specific type of addictions, whatever that may be, that we've got to become more aware of how we can control these type of addictions. It's going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, that's the reality of it is there are things that I was covering up for years that I never dealt with. Because you were masking it. Because I was masking mm-hmm. it. And when I when I got sober, because I was sober for almost a year, I didn't quite make it, but almost a year. Then my birthday came around. I'm like, screw it. Like, yeah. you know? And so I know. just I just have to say, Bray, like I I admire you and I find it so amazing that I mean, you haven't even hit thirty. You're still a good four years away from that. And most and I don't mean to say this as a generalized thing, but most of the time, most people in their early 20s, late teens and early 20s are doing all of the things and, and doing things very reckless. And it's very rare that you hear anyone mature until they're about, you know, 30s, you kind of start mm-hmm. maturing a little bit more. Um, and I think it's amazing and something to say to everyone listening. And I'm a believer of this, that if Brie can do it, Oh, yeah. If I can do it, oh, yeah. no matter the age, mm-hmm. no matter where you are in your journey or in your life, it does not matter. And no matter how hopeless you yes, feel, you it's can possible. Do it too. It's possible. When I tell y'all I was hopeless to the point of every time somebody would make me upset, my immediate thought was, I'm just going to commit suicide. Like, you can't, nobody, like, a lot of people try to judge my journey and say, you're one of the lucky ones or, you know, like, you're stronger than me. No, there was a point where I. Like, this is real. This is my life. Yeah. I had to work through this, and this was hard. You know, there was days where I would literally just lay in the bed for days. I wouldn't eat. Bank account was in the negatives. It was just I wouldn't shower. It was not like I yeah. did this, you know, yeah. like with the help of others, obviously. But I was there, Devin. Yeah. I was there. Guys, so many people can benefit. Power of awareness and learning from this story. I... God, I feel like it's so special that we've come together because we come from two completely different worlds, but mm-hmm. can share this story and reach out to so many people and let everyone know that it doesn't have to be this way. Mm-mm. You can change. You can get to however it is that you believe you want to be in your life. Through the power of your mind, you can create anything and everything, no matter what has happened. Yeah. And before we close this up, right, I just want to say... Anything that you place above God, whatever God is for you, Amen. whether that's Buddha, divine universe, yourself, higher self, anything you place above God, it's that you're using it for the wrong reasons. You just are. If you're putting, if weed is more important than you, if the first thing you do is you're not even thanking God, but you're smoking weed, there's a problem there. Yeah. And let me just say this for the individuals who were maybe raised like me in a um, religious Catholic upbringing or sort of like other sort of um, religion that you've been in. Just know whether you're in one or you're just spiritual or maybe you're teetering between what's real and what's not. Just know that spirit is always within you. And no matter what, you can pray 
You can ask for forgiveness. You can speak to God from within all on your own. You don't have to go anywhere for that journey to happen. And, and just so you know, we're not big into the, we don't talk about religion right. and stuff like that. Right. In our pro Although we will bring up God, spirit and stuff like that. We're not religion based. Right. I say that because I was raised devout Catholic and I want to make sure that any individual that's been in an organized religion for mm -hmm. most of their life, just know that God can be different than maybe what was originally taught to you. I speak to every individual because in my world, I was told that you have to do this to get this or to, or to get, be forgiven for this. Mm -hmm. You do not have to go into a church or to a, for instance, in my case, a priest to ask for forgiveness to do these things. Absolutely. You can do this on your own. Mm -hmm. And this is where we come into play. As Bree said, it's not about any sort of organized religion, but we do talk about God and spirit. Absolutely. And I'm just wanting to reach out for a lot of individuals who may be in a a place that may feel like, well, I can't do this because of this. You can do anything that you want to do. But to be honest with you, we won't go because we can get woo-woo, uh -huh. right? We, we can get real woo-woo, <laughs> but most people don't know who God is, for real, for real. Like, yeah. who God really is. God lies within all of us. Yep. And, it, you know, mm -hmm. so that's a whole nother topic yeah. for a whole nother day, but it's, it's in you. It's in you. You just got to, you got to find it. You got to yeah. find that power within. Absolutely. Tap on it. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Make sure you rate us and... There's a link below to go and follow all of our business profiles and anything else that you guys want to learn from us. So we will see you guys in the next podcast. All right. Peace. Peace.